0: Coming up on Transformers University, we are going to go into the weird and wild world of Transformers books in 1986. We'll talk about a couple of big-looker books uh, by Marvel Publishing. We'll also talk about a couple of coloring books by Marvel Publishing. And we'll head to the UK for one book from St. Michael's Storybooks right now on Transformers University. University Hello, my friend, and welcome to Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Brucalli owner, operator, madman, behind tfu.info, the website, the Toy Archive, the social media, YouTube, this podcast, and so much more. And today on Transformers University, I want to welcome you to episode number 73. Uh, and we are once again talking about the 1986 books that were published around The Transformers brand. So uh, if you're familiar with these shows, they do get into some very weird and uh, wacky bits of side continuity. And uh, we're totally going to do that today. Um, I always find these, uh, you know, on the surface, when you look at the title, when you look at the, um, the headline associated with the posting of this episode. Even when I look at it coming up in my, you know, episode list, when I plan out for, you know, a period of time. I always look at it as the, oh, this is going to be a boring one. This is going to be one that's kind of bland. And they always turn out to be so much fun. So um, having read through the five books we're going to talk about uh, here today, I have to say uh, that is totally the case here as well. Uh, So let's get ready to strap in. But first, I do need to uh, thank a few people and tell you uh, some news. So first, I want to shout out to ravage cat on twitter and that is at x the letter x the number nine x nine ravage cat uh he signed his email damien so i'm gonna guess his name is damien he gave me uh a heads up and scanned one of the books we're going to talk about in this uh issue actually he scanned two of them or he pointed me to one of them i forget how that worked exactly but um this episode would not be possible without his work and so uh big shout out to damien uh thank you Uh, so much for for helping this episode along because these episodes can be uh, sometimes tricky to put together because it's sometimes hard to find some of these books there's not a lot of uh, resources there is one archive and that is the other person i want to shout out that is steve stonebreaker uh longtime transformers fan member of our patreon patreon.com slash tfu info uh steve has a uh, a good archive of a lot of the stuff so it's steve's site campfortree.net. so it's c-a-m-p-h-o-r-t-r-e-e.net uh and take a look at steve o's archive there he um he keeps a great archive of these these materials and full page scans of everything uh that he does have and so uh, he has been very helpful, and his site has been helpful in finishing this, and the folks over at Insecticon.com for uh, the first story we'll be talking about today. Now, before we get into that, uh, one thing I want to give you a heads up on on social media. So as you know, our social media, our Twitter handle is at TFU underscore info, uh, but I've launched a second Twitter handle uh, for our Amazon links and for links just to tell you guys and girls and people uh, about uh, sales, uh, that we may see come across, whatever from the, from the big retailers. Um, I might put some of my own personal eBay auctions up, uh, in this Twitter feed. I haven't decided that yet, but it is at TF deals. So T F D E A L S. So go on to Twitter, find at TF deals and, uh, make sure you follow that account. And as I find out about things going on sale on Amazon, things that are out, Studio Series, Generations, uh, War for Cybertron, Siege, uh, Cyberverse, Bots, the the collectible card game. Anything I see that's either on sale or pre-order or whatever I think you know people might be interested in, uh, I, t- I tweet out uh, on that account. Um, I also it tweets out about once an hour. I set some of them up so that they automate out, uh, but do please check them out. Uh, check out that account, please go and follow it. And then, of course, as with the our, our Amazon links, uh, tfu.info/amazon. Anything you buy on Amazon after that, whether it's the thing I link to, or if you just go and buy, you know, soap, uh, Amazon kicks back a little bit uh, my way, and that helps run this show and uh, everything else we do with tfu.info. Uh, one last thing before we get into the books: uh, don't forget New York Comic Con. It's coming up. It's coming up quick. Um, October 3rd through October 6th. I got my press pass the other day, and I am so excited to go uh, once again to New York Comic-Con, and I will be at Hasbro's event. Uh, I can't give out any more details on that yet, uh, but there will be a Hasbro conversation, let's just say, and uh, they are planning on showing off some new stuff. So uh, I will be at that. I can't tell you the time, can't tell you the date, but it will be at New York Comic-Con. So sometime between October 3rd and October 6th. And once I'm able to discuss that, I will, of course, let you all know. Uh, So keep an eye on the Twitter account, at TFU underscore info, and on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TFUINFO. Uh, We'll be doing all of our live coverage from both of those channels uh, throughout New York Comic Con. So this episode, uh, normally I try to stick with one type of book or another uh, if I can, but uh, uh, things kind of get uh, jumbled up a bit and some things have been easier and harder to find than others. So this time around in this books episode, which I've entitled books part two in my notes. Uh, We are going to talk about a pair of big-looker storybooks, uh, just like we did back in 1984. Um, These are called, one, uh, The Story of Wheelie, The Wild Boy of Quintesson, and Car Show Blowup. We'll also be talking about a book out of the UK called Deadly Paradise from uh, St. Michael's uh, Press or St. Michael's Publications. I'll let you know the real name when we get to it. And uh, a pair of uh, coloring books, one, being Hot Rod's Escape and the other uh, the supersized coloring activity book and if the title wasn't enough to draw you in we're going to start with the story of Wheelie the wild boy of Quintesson here we go again with uh, the planet being called Quintesson and not Quintessa and I'm guessing that comes from an early draft of the screenplay from Rod Friedman because Ron Friedman is credited with the screenplay in this book. Uh, The book is also credited to be written by uh, Sonia Blackwoods. You may remember her from the coloring book we covered called Lost Treasure of Cybertron, and art, once again, by Earl Norm. Uh, Earl Norm's art in these big looker books is just phenomenal. It's all painted and just beautiful. Uh, uh, Do search out these things online. Uh, I'm sure I'll use something from them in the... uh, you know, the uh, cover art for the YouTube version of this episode. So please check out Earl Norm's stuff. It is absolutely gorgeous. This book starts with a corkscrew-shaped ship. Uh, It's the Quintesson ship design, but for whatever reason, it is not a Quintesson ship, and it crash lands on a planet. Uh, Aboard are two parents and a child, all three of which are Autobots. Uh, We're told that the parents die in the crash. This is dark. And uh, the boy is thrown clear of the ship and that boy is the Autobot we know and love as Wheelie. So a couple interesting things here before we turn the page. We're talking about Transformers having parents uh, and I don't think we've seen that before. Uh, and we've talking about Transformers being children. Uh, something else uh, I don't think we've seen before up until this point. So after the crash, Wheelie is captured by Quintessons and put on trial. Uh, you know how that goes if you're familiar with Transformers the movie, but he uses uh, the plank over the shark to pit to springboard and flip over his captors and escape, and then goes and hides in the jungle. Uh, Wheelie hid uh, around the jungle and moved around uh, for a long period of time. He went to the crash site and found a laser knife. Uh, to keep as a weapon, and also fashioned a slingshot with firestones. And the art here is really cool. It p- depicts Wheelie wearing uh, a necklace made of Sharkticon teeth. Um, I'm not sure if someone's uh, whipped that up up on Shapeways for uh, a Wheelie figure, uh, but it, they really, really should. On Earth, uh, we meet Hot Rod and Cup and Arcee, along with the Dinobots minus Snarl, just like Transformers the movie for the most part. And they are prepping for a mission in space. Uh, they are headed to the quote-unquote space station on Cybertron's second moon. All right, we got. I got to talk a little bit about the wording here. Uh, space station on a moon. Does anyone see the problem here? Space station on a moon. That's right. A space station should be in space. A moon base is on a moon. Um, so there's that. <laughs> uh, the second thing is it is called Cybertron's second moon. As we talked about before, how they number the moons, uh, doesn't make sense. So if you were able to check out last episode, uh, I kind of went into this, uh, there shouldn't be, um, moons one and two, unless they're actually named moons one and two, um, that denotes an order, like one existed before the other. Um, they should be this moon with a name and this other moon with a name. Uh, so, the second moon uh, is kind of an infuriating uh, term. In space, we find that the ship is quote unquote too heavy. Uh, again, weight uh, does not play a factor in a weightless environment in space. That means the ship had too much mass. Uh, and crash lands. Uh, somewhere uh, and this art when it's crash landing shows uh, RC holding on to hot rod um, there's a reason why springer's not in this book i guess they crash land and uh, cup realizes they're on the planet quote quintesson as they're making their way through the jungle wheelie flings a flaming stone behind them um, because he sees that the quintessons have been trailing them uh, the teams exchange stories and uh, fight the quintessons and sharktacons And uh, Wheelie asks Hot Rod to repair his parents' ship. Hot Rod and R.C. do, and the uh, Autobots eventually win against the Quintessons and Sharktacons and invite Wheelie along to uh, leave the planet with them. Uh, As they leave, Wheelie watches the planet uh, through a window and says, "Wheelie gone from Quintesson. Um, You know, there's a lot of interesting things in this book the art is amazing uh worth checking out just for the art somehow wheelie still rhymes in this whereas in the transformers the movie uh adaptation from marvel he didn't uh the corkscrew ship is certainly a weird thing this all kind of screams that it is from an earlier draft of transformers the movie uh which draft i don't know uh, we might get to that in a future episode. I have to start digging around for uh, the early script. Uh, as I've heard, it is uh, quite the head trip. And that takes us to our second big looker book, Car Show Blowup. Um, this one is written by Dana Rosenfeld, who wrote the other big looker book uh, that we talked about a while back called Insecticon Attack. Uh, that one featured Grapple and a bunch of Insecticons, and once again, art by Earl Norm. Uh This one starts with uh, the Autobots hanging out at Metroplex. Uh, Hot Rod and Cup are excited about a car show nearby. Got to pause here. How a car show for the Autobots? Like, what is that to them? Is that like watching a fashion show? Is that like watching the Victoria's Secret fashion show? Um, You know, watching a bunch of cars on parade for a bunch of robots that turn into cars uh, seems seems weirdly uh, voyeuristic uh, to me. They're excited because there's a car in there that can follow voice commands and it will be shown. Woo. So the uh, Siri version of the car or the Alexa version of a car, uh, which we're not too far off in modern day. You think about this, it was written 25 somewhat years ago. Um, That was all fantasy. I mean, the closest thing we got was what, you know, Kit from Knight Rider. Um, that's, That's close to being reality at this point. I mean, I talked to Siri in my car. Uh, whenever I'm asking it to dial the phone or, or you know, pull up directions. Uh, so uh, this is, it's it's interesting uh, way of how we looked at the world and the future ahead of us uh, reflected in what the Autobots are excited about in the far-off future of 2006. Uh, the Decepticons are spying on this conversation, and uh, we found out they are low on resources. Starscream recommends Galvatron build a Decepticon city. Galvatron feels uh, he should force others to do it for him. And then uh, Soundwave overhears the car show stuff from Hot Rod, and uh, Galvatron has this idea that they should steal the car uh, that follows voice commands, copy the technology, and build an array of quote-unquote slave robots in order to build a city. This is already way too convoluted a plan uh <laughs> to to really be plausible uh so go decepticons uh hot rod and cup arrive at the uh, coliseum just as the decepticons sneak in cup sends hot rod for backup and stays up behind to observe galvatron has rumble the red one uh find the fuse box uh, he plans to steal the car in the dark once it's revealed a uh, over here is the plan, but is caught by Starscream, who is miscolored in the artwork as Skywarp. At Metroplex, Hot Rod tells Ultra Magnus of what's going on. Back at the Coliseum, Rumble, the red one, finishes rigging uh, the fuse box so that they can blow out the lights. Cars start rolling in. It turns out the cars are the Autobots, and the Decepticons, they don't notice because they're too busy putting this really stupid plan together. Uh... Decepticons then kill the lights, and Cup uh, trips Galvatron, sending him through the glass of the VIP box that they're in, and crashing to the arena floor. Uh, The Autobots transform and take Galvatron prisoner. Starscream then threatens the humans if Galvatron is not released. This is probably the smartest idea of any Decepticon in this story right here. And uh, Hot Rod sneaks off to free Cup, they both jump out of the box window, the Autobots Uh, fire on the Decepticons, Decepticons flee, Galvatron escapes, the end. Um, Oh boy, (laughs) there are a lot of really bad ideas in this book, Uh, but the art is really pretty. (laughs) Otherwise, uh, it's probably worth forgetting, Uh, except to say that this story and this idea of stealing circuitry from from a talking car when you have living robots at your disposal makes zero zero sense uh especially if you're low on resources as is now our next book uh this one's definitely the most interesting one uh, i've read uh for this episode Uh, and it was published uh in the uk by pernell books uh, with the imprint saint michael's uh, saint michael storybooks uh, and it is called Deadly Paradise. Now, it was written by Jerry Bailey, who is, is a prolific children's author, still at it today, but this is his only uh, Transformers work. Art here by Angus McKee. Uh, he is an artist and a colorist with a U out of the UK uh, in comics, but he was the colorist with an O uh, for Dark Horse Comics uh, version of Star Wars uh, when they had the Star Wars license in particular, uh, Star Wars Vader's Quest uh, which was published back in 1999 now the art style on this uh series this story and uh it is a text story with uh art pages uh much like uh the previous two books we talked about uh it's painted uh it's very toyetic uh it's so much so that uh there's some interesting things I'll note uh throughout the book as we go but uh um there's there's a couple of times where the art doesn't match the story uh, too well um, but that's okay. The art is certainly interesting and, and fun to say the least. Um, it starts with, uh, testimony against sideswipe in a court, uh, saying he destroyed a bridge. Uh, and there's these counselors all talking about, uh, what they saw and, um, what, what witnesses saw of sideswipe destroying this bridge. But the art shows sideswipe at the testimony which he was not. Uh, He's also in robot mode, slightly taller than the humans in the boardroom. He's kind of crammed into uh, what is this courthouse kind of situation. Uh, It's the one weird, weird piece of art. Uh, Actually, it's not. uh, (laughs) The art has all of its weird moments, but it's probably the weirdest piece of art uh, within the book. Um, The counselors then tell Optimus Prime uh, what they saw and request that Sideswipe be shut down permanently. Uh, that makes Optimus Prime mad, so mad in his artwork that, uh, he has smoke coming out of his smokestacks in robot mode. Uh, Prowl is sent to get Sideswipe, and Sideswipe says he's not guilty. Optimus wants to repair his relationship with the humans and doesn't really know what to do. Prowl, uh, wants to investigate. So, Prime says Prowl to investigate and notes that, uh, even though Prowl is out investigating, uh... He can use whoever he needs, but Prime needs his second in command with him, and that person is Jazz. Uh, that's kind of a fun note, given our last uh, Transformers UK episode, uh, two episodes back. Um, in those UK books, Jazz mentions that Prowl is Prime's second in command. So we have two books with two different people two different Autobots uh, mentioned as the second in command. Uh, Part of me likes to think that Jazz is actually uh, the second in command, but he tells other people that Prowl is so that other people will leave him alone. (laughs) Um, That's just my own little headcanon uh, is to uh, reconcile the fact that there are two contradicting uh, bits of uh, fiction here so prowl sends bumblebee out to inspect the bridge and bumblebee finds a piece of weird metal they analyze the metal and it comes back from uh an island in the pacific it's a very odd piece of metal to be at the scene here so prowl hound bumblebee brawn windcharger and ratchet all go interesting note here about this book also is it was published in 1986 the cast is entirely 1984 um, but the artwork is 1985. why I'll explain when we get there. Uh, on the island, they find a cave, and Brawn, Prowl, Ratchet, and Windcharger go to inspect the cave while Hound and Bumblebee wait outside. It uh, turns out to be a Decepticon mine with quote unquote Decepticon gophers. Uh, the Autobots attack these gophers and they counterattack, and the Autobots win. Like, th- there's an actual battle with these things. I guess these are the slave robots that we should have had in the last book um, because they don't seem terribly sentient, but they do seem like they can move and fight. Uh, back outside, uh, when the Autobots head back out, the Bumblebee and Hound are missing. The Autobots who are left see a uh, dome on the horizon and head there, and they meet a woman by the name of Madam C. And that is C-E-E. And we find out that this is Carib island uh the art here is very very toyetic as i've said before and why do we know it's 1985 uh Windcharger is painted with his rub sign uh, on his back um with the indent and all in 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 his molding for it um it's it's kind of neat i i really think it's cool but uh the cast is entirely 1984 uh but i've never up until this point seen artwork where a character in canon, in the fiction, actually has a rub sign. Uh, Other than, I guess, the commercial for the rub signs. Now, we find out that Madam C likes to make robot pigs and gives Prowl a tour. Uh, The art here doesn't show any robot pigs, by the way. Uh, She has a whole bunch of robots that work for her that she's made. Uh, None of them are very pig-like. Prowl notices on the tour a drawing for parts to replicate Optimus Prime just then Ravage attacks and Prowl flees, taking Madam C with him. She, confesses, takes him to Bumblebee and Hound, and with Prowl's help, reactivates them. Uh, They leave Madam C's to find the Decepticon base because they realize that Madam C is working with the Decepticons. The base is a maze, and the Autobots get caught and captured. Prowl wants to know Megatron's plans, so... Uh, Megatron agrees and uh, orders Rumble, the text one, to let him out. We find out that Megatron is cloning Autobots and building replicas of everyone, including Prowl. Prowl meets his own rec- replica, uh, and that would be what attacked the bridge, a replica of Sideswipe. Megatron sends Prowl back, and Prowl has a plan. He begins to taunt Rumble, still the text one, and... Uh, The other Decepticons start to laugh at Rumble, and Rumble gets annoyed and activates his Prowl drivers to show how strong he is. This diversion allows Prowl to shoot out the control for the jail cell, and the Autobots are free. Now the fight begins, right? Starscream and Skywarp attack the Autobots. Hound is uh, injured, and Windcharger kills Starscream with his magnetic powers. And we actually get artwork of this, of uh, Starscream basically being crumpled uh, like a piece of paper, by Windcharger. It's pretty gruesome, and uh, I might have to use that for something with this. It'll either be up on the social media, on Twitter, at TFU underscore info, or um, it may even be the artwork for this episode on YouTube. Uh, So yeah, Windcharger gruesomely kills Starscream, and the Autobots are free. They escape with the drawings and find their way out of the maze uh, by following a trail of spilled uh, lubricant that Ratchet had been leaking the entire time. Uh, and they take the drawings in order to clear Sideswipe's name. The book ends with two drawings of the cast uh, one of the Decepticons and one of the Autobots' as a group. Uh, with the Decepticons, are Madame C, and we find that, that Rumble is the red one. Uh, and the coloring of Megatron in on this one is also uh, very golden, uh, goldish. Uh, and that is uh, something that happened a lot in early art of the transformers now if you want to read um deadly paradise it's up on uh steve o Stonebreaker's website at camphortree.net c-a-m-p-h-o-r-t-r-e-e.net uh it is really just it's worth worth a read uh, it's it's not it's not bad it's just wacky <laughs> um and that takes us to uh, coloring books, that are produced by Marvel Books. And once again, I want to thank uh, X Iron Ravage Cat on Twitter uh, for hooking me up with uh, the scans of the first book that we're going to talk about, and uh, scans of the second book we're going to talk about too, for that matter. Um, and this one's called Hot Rod's Escape, and uh, it is written by Regina Wayne. Uh, art by Frank Springer and Mike Esposito. We've talked all about those folks before. Uh, so do check earlier episodes for their contributions to Transformers history. This coloring book uh, basically serves as a way to introduce the 1986 Autobots and Decepticons uh, to the coloring book audience, if you will, um, without spoiling transformers the movie so there are things once again lifted from early drafts of the script uh one of the first images in this book is prime passing the matrix to ultra magnus and it is just like a rod it is either like rolled up paper or like a nuclear fission rod uh like you would see on the simpsons it's it's weird it is certainly weird but the coloring books always have their weird bits of art which is uh why they're so much fun to talk about Uh, We find a scene where Cup remembers fighting alongside Optimus, Bumblebee, Sideswipe, and Sunstreaker. And we also find out that Hot Rod dreams of being a hero. On the page that introduces Springer, we find out that he can jump really far because he has springy, mighty legs. Uh, This actually goes back to our Find Your Fate uh, episode where Springer was able to jump long distances. This is his name, right? Uh, But this is certainly a power that is not really shown in uh, main Transformers fiction cartoons or comics of that sort. Or in Transformers the movie, for that matter. So for the story of this coloring book, Hot Rod wants to show how brave he is. So he recruits Daniel Wicke to help him, and Daniel has an idea. Uh, He knows about an airplane crash site uh, not too far from the Autobot City, and uh, the plan is to visit that site and loot the plane for parts and uh they leave to go do this and even willie knows this is a stupid idea and follows them to make sure they're okay number one and two because he knows it's a stupid idea just then uh scourge and the sweeps plan on hunting some autobots and they find hot rod and daniel at the plane and capture them Uh, Wheelie heads back to Autobot City and gets help from Ultra Magnus, Blair Springer and the Dinobots. There's a big fight, and Hot Rod ends up luring the sweeps away. Daniel escapes uh, his uh, captors, and the Autobots eventually win. And that is the basis of this entire coloring book. There's some fun art in there. Uh, I like Frank Springer's art. He was an artist early on in the uh, Marvel Comics run, uh, and uh, it's nice to see him drawing some of the 86 characters here. Uh, there's really not much more to say, uh, but it is definitely worth uh, checking out just for its weirdness. Finally, the Super Activity Book. Uh, this is something that totally would not exist today. Why? Apps, phone apps. These are the kind of things you would do on your phone as an adult or as a kid search a word, fill in the blanks, unscrambling letters. Uh, how many words can you make out of a particular Autobot's name? Uh, that's exactly what this whole book is, uh, featuring, but it does feature some of the, uh, weirder pieces of art we've talked before about in, uh, Marvel coloring books. Uh, this one was written by Dwight John Zimmerman, also known for writing a lot of Transformers coloring books. The design in this book by Paul Richer, uh, can't find anything on Paul Richer, uh, but he is credited as design, not as art. And though this is a mix of games and puzzles, uh, there is a lot of fun art in this book. So I'm just going to kind of rattle off uh, the bits of art in this book to give you an idea of what's there. Um, So there's... It starts with Ratchet uh, in a very toyetic drawing. uh, He's got his sled. Uh, It's very much more like the box art than uh, the Sunbow model. Um, So that's one. There's a shot of uh, Mirage in here that uses uh, a very weird design that looks more like megatron than mirage to the point where i almost think um, their names got shifted on a page with the artwork and someone just drew uh, something that looked kind of like megatron and thought it was mirage Um, there's a maze in this game that leads from uh, autobot city on cybertron to decepticon city on cybertron Uh, no mention whether or not the grass is green or if the girls are pretty there's a drawing of Wheeljack that's very toyetic. Uh, he has no face at all, just the, the horizontal lines across the roundness of his head plus the ears. Um, there's a drawing of Jetfire in vehicle mode uh, in here, which which I really like because you rarely see that, uh, and uh, that's probably because of copyright reasons. There's also a drawing of uh, Prowl in a fill-in-the-blank uh, fill in the blank, uh puzzle there's lo- with missing letters and he's carrying a bucket of letters. That is something I need to send over to the folks at uh, uh, No Context Transformers uh, for them to post because that is too good of an image not to. Uh, in the Decepticon match game where you're matching faces to alt modes uh, we have the weird three different seeker heads that we've seen in prior uh, coloring books. So Starscream, Thundercracker, and Skywarp all having uh, very different faces from what they are known to have. And then finally, this book ends with uh, Ratchet uh, with his repair bay, but in his Sunbow uh, model. So the book actually kind of bookends itself with uh, Ratchet in one uh, form being drawn and then Ratchet in his other, uh, probably more well-known form uh, being drawn. And that, is the entirety of the Super Activity book. I'm not going to go and solve all the puzzles. Uh, It is out there. I believe it's up on Camper Tree, so you should check that out. Uh, And yeah, do some puzzles. Uh, You know, work your brain a little bit. They're they're easy, but they're fun. One of them is definitely uh, how many different words can you spell with the name Wheeljack? Uh, So go, tweet at me some words you can spell Wheeljack that aren't wheel or jack. And with that, we're going to wrap up another episode of Transformers University. Uh, Once again, if you want to get in touch with the show, here are all the ways you can do it. Twitter—it's the easiest and best way—at tfu underscore info, and now also at tf deals, uh, YouTube.com/slash tfu info. Please like, subscribe, and set your uh, ring that bell, as they say, so that you know when we post. Facebook.com/slash tfu info, Instagram.com/slash tfu info. You can catch me by email at info at tfu.info and, of course, on the web at www.tfu.info, world's longest-running Transforming Toy Archive. If you want to help out the show, please join our Patreon. We're still only two more students away from our first goal of 25 students. Once we have that, uh, I will go back and re-edit the first few episodes of this show into uh, full-on video versions. Uh, So please put me to work by doing that. Uh, For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get our latest episode at least 24 hours early. Uh, This one will probably come in a few days early, actually. And at some of the higher levels, you get some exclusive goodies like exclusive podcasts and all sorts of other things, especially with New York Comic Con coming up. You'll never know who I uh, run into at the Jacob Javits Center. So uh, it could be a lot of great little interviews coming out of that. So once again, if you want to join up at the Patreon, patreon.com slash T-F-U info. So next time on the show, we're going to talk toys. Again, we're going to go around the world and talk about uh, toy lines in some other countries. And we're going to stick in North America, but we're going to go to our north and to our south and talk about 1986 Transformers in Canada and Mexico. So stay tuned for that. Until next time, I am your host, Anthony Bricalli, owner-operator, madman behind TFU.info. See ya.